0: Welcome to the Life Onward, aka Life on Ward podcast. I am Ward Huey, and I am here to bring you conversations with people that are living out their passions. They are living life onward. Today's conversation is with Felipe Sanchez, guitar player for the band Slaves. He is a very talented musician, someone I've gotten to know over the years. This recording was done also as an article for Narrow Magazine and released back in. August, so you can look that up, and I just wanted to say that the recording is done over the Zoom application, so quality is not the best, but I hope that doesn't keep you from hearing some amazing life lessons and a story of hard work and how that pays off when following passion.
1: I just
0: want to introduce people to you uh you know what you're doing you're you're part of you know, kind of like the local area being you know with the with the palm coast connection so i think it'd be sick um just to get people to know about it and kind of shed light on people that are out there um not just local you know kind of doing it up
1: yeah very cool man i'm super down and uh thank you for uh thank you for thinking of me this is very cool
0: yeah man for sure all right well We'll go ahead and uh I'll get started like with the with the questions and also. Uh, just to start off, uh right now, where are you? You're in Texas tonight? I am in San Antonio, Texas. Yep. That's crazy. And we're not gonna say yet why you're there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> How you ended okay. up there. Or um so and you you were just overseas, weren't you?
1: yeah we uh we just wrapped up brazil um i would say probably about coming up on a month now yeah
0: that's crazy all right so before we figure out why you are in hot texas uh where <laughs> uh, like where did you come from uh felipe like are you, where were you born originally you all? uh
1: i was born in new jersey and uh I lived there until I was about three and then my parents kind of just decided that it was too cold and the people were a bit too rude and we had some family down in Florida. So, uh, we moved down there. Um, shortly after that, we stayed with some family down by, uh, by Miami, a place called Coral Springs. And then, um, after that, the third grade, uh, I moved up to Palm coast and, uh, I've been there ever since, man, just kind of, forming friendships and you know just doing my thing right okay so you basically grew up in palm coast pretty much man yeah everything significant in my life all happened in palm coast okay all
0: right yeah palm coast seems to be a major place still it definitely was then and still is a major place for people from up north to kind of transplant to
1: absolutely man yeah it's just it's just nicer all around you know it's I've been up there. I've been up north since, and I can see why my parents left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent that much time up there, but I'll take your word for it, and I'll make it up there eventually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no rush. All right. <laughs> so, for you in music, uh, I know you play guitar. Do you play any other instruments, like on this uh, outside of like what you're doing currently? Or
1: I mean, I'm not really. First, in a lot of other instruments guitar is kind of like my main thing but you know i dabble in uh some singing uh played bass for a couple bands and uh and yeah um that's about it you know stringed instruments i could never really get a grasp for drums using all four limbs and something that just was beyond me and i just stuck with guitar and kind of made that kind of made that my main focus well, I couldn't ever
0: even get past guitar. I still got an acoustic sitting in my living room in a case since I was 12. <laughs> so you're doing better than me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. But dude, I'm, I'm sure you got a couple riffs of your own. Um, maybe back in the day when I was trying to form a band, you know, I, I may have put a few things out there in the ether. <laughs> so how, how okay. did you get started in the music, though?
1: Um, so basically, um, when I was about, I would say 13, um, actually, no, 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 before that, um, probably around 10 or 11 years old, my buddy burned me a copy of "Enemy of the State by Blink-182, and the very first time I put it on my, uh, my stereo, and, dump weed came on and just that opening riff hit me. I was like, oh, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. And ever since then, it was just, I was just driven, you know, I had to, I had to achieve that at some capacity and just explore, explore what my style was and where I fit into the art. So blink 182
0: in mother state. <laughs> that's what started you so really pre-teen or like start of your teenage years
1: pretty much yeah um i started out playing bass mm-hmm. um because uh i uh i was in a band with two other guys and when i say band i use that term loosely we just called ourselves a band but really we just had like instruments like really crappy instruments and everyone said they played them even though they didn't um and uh yeah and then we all kind of vibed off that record. So we knew that we wanted to head in that pop punk direction and we just took it from there, man. And we sucked really bad. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. It happens. It happens. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, uh, do you remember what the name
1: of that first band was? oh man Someone um, with a name. <laughs> i don't even think we got that far honestly <laughs> i think we just i think we were just telling like girls in in our grades like yo we're in a band you know like because that that's like the whole the, the whole cool guy thing to do is just like say that you're in a band especially like when bands like A Two and MXPX Midtown Newfound Glory were blowing up. Just saying that you had you owned an instrument was major point. Right. And looking back on it now, it definitely wasn't for the right reason because none of us were getting any better. We just had them sitting in our room. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like our whole focus in that very beginning stage. You know, we were like eleven, twelve years old. So that's that's where raging hormones come in and all of that. But eventually, you kind of transfer over to like, damn, we gotta write some songs and let's actually <laughs> give this a go and so thats that's when that started, but yeah, so uh as, like
0: local bands, you know early on, let's say that was your formation of or your foundation when did you when did like the serious band begin for you?
1: When I was about fourteen um Going into high school, I had been playing for a couple years at that point, and like I mentioned before, I was the bass player in that first band or whatever. And the other guys just never really kind of stepped up to the plate, playing wise. Right. So uh, my uh, my mom got me for Christmas one year. Um, She got me just like this little like acoustic guitar or whatever, just to mess around with, so I could help the other guys write. And uh, I kind of just gravitated towards guitar way more and um i started writing some stuff very simple stuff you know i still like you know g c d like the standard chords or whatever um power chords were a big a big game changer for me um because i definitely was not not a great guitar player so just being able to do that formation anywhere on the fretboard and come up with chord progression was was really cool Um, so then after that, um, the guys basically just said like, yo, you should probably just move up to guitar. So I did. And, uh, I got connected with a couple other guys in high school that went to other middle schools that were also trying to take it a little more seriously. And, um, and then I, I started jamming with them and that became my first real band, uh, right around when I was 14. And we just kind of we carried it on until I was about twenty twenty one. So it lasted a while. Oh
0: wow, that is a good while wow for mm-hmm. someone starting at fourteen. What was that band?
1: That band was called Pathway to Providence, um, and uh, we uh, we played a lot with like a lot of the local bands that uh, that were kind of popping off at the time, like My Getaway. Um, there was Standoff, Syntax Error. Um, bands like that, um, I know no one probably knows those bands, but they were super influential to us. They were just like three or four years older, so just old enough to know what they were doing. And seriously, like watching them play live, was I might as well have been watching the kids. You know, it was mind-blowing. It, it just drove us even further and further. And then eventually, over a long period of time, we finally started getting good ourselves. And we were like, oh, shit, we could actually kind of put out albums and you know go on tour and do all this stuff and and yeah that was just the natural progression of things slow slow but surely yeah
0: very nice and was it still in the like pop punk stage at that one or did it move more to like the emo post
1: hardcore or where at that point um the, uh, your favorite weapon by Brand New was huge. Tell all your friends by Taking Back Sunday was huge. Anything off Victory Records was was really big. Um, so you know it was definitely more the email phase. We're all buying girl pants and stuff, and we were trying to write that style of, of music. But uh, oh yeah, super embarrassing stories about that. And now it's in style. What are you going to do? But right. Um, but yeah, just in in trying to emulate those bands we all kind of found our own sound and then it took, this is years in the making, by the way. Right. And once, once we found our sound, man, we just, we hit the ground running, you know, it was record a record, play whatever show we could borrow our parents' van or SUV or whatever. And then eventually like buy our own van and do a cross country thing and, you know, just try and try and DIY it as much as we could and keep that, keep that alive at any time
0: in the period i mean 21 is still pretty young uh for someone who's now 36 <laughs> for me that seems young but were there any times even that young being in a group for so long where you were just like all right i don't know if i want to do this anymore this is getting hard
1: uh, yeah absolutely man those uh we did two national tours and um we had a we had a little bit of buzz um, coming up from like just like the Florida area or whatever. So uh, we were able to get in contact with a booking agent, and uh, he really had a lot of faith in us. So he booked these two these two tours for us, and you know we were just excited to get out of the state, let alone go all over the country. But I don't think we really realized all the logistics of you know how are we going to eat, how are we going to pay for gas, how are we going to Survive and not kill each other. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of moments, especially during those times when we were so young and hot headed and so broke and hungry and homesick that we were just snapping at each other and going at each other's throats. But at the end of the day, like, we're still all really good friends. Those are still my best friends. I keep in touch with them every day. And, you know, it just, we just had a lot of growing up to do. Right. Understandable. And thank
0: goodness you stuck with it. (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad you didn't listen to those thoughts I was just wondering so many people you know we have these dreams and we these desires and it's hard sometimes not to just give up when they get difficult so that's yeah absolutely I think go ahead I, I was just gonna say that's one of the things I'm really interested in is like for the people that are able to keep going
1: how they are able to do that you know i mean i can't really speak for the other guys but um i think we all kind of and this this goes for any artist that's trying to do music or you know trying to be a, a painter or an actor or something like that um we were never really fully understood and that's why we felt like a creative outlet was the way to go and anybody that keeps going, whether they have success or whether they don't, and they still push through, it's because it's therapeutic for them and it helps right. them. And it's, it's honestly cleansing. So that's, that's the reason I kept going. And those, those guys kept going as well. And some of those guys are doing really well in music right now, too. Um, and I think we all had that same mindset, you know, just growing up from a small town, not a whole lot to do we're kind of the outsiders as far as like you know we're the weirdos wearing girl pants that the the (laughs) football team used to pick on (laughs) yeah these are true stories by the way and uh and yeah so just like coming together in a hot-ass garage and being able to hash out these songs and finally being able to play them right and record them and listen back to them and have people respond to them it's it's the best man. And we, we just got addicted to that, that feeling and never stopped.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely therapy is something I hear people say a lot about that are in music or any kind of art, but for sure, that's kind of their way. Like you said, the cleanse. Um, Absolutely. about 21 and at some point you ended up being in the band uh the band that's probably most recognizable before now for you i would guess broadway
1: right right shortly yeah. after that i joined uh, i joined broadway
0: okay so that's a band from orlando which is obviously not very far from a uh, palm coast same area really of florida just head west a little and uh So uh, how did that go about? How did Broadway become a thing? And how did you become part of that?
1: So um, while we were, my previous band, Papua Providence, was trying to kind of like rise up in the ranks, you know, picking up shows wherever we could and uh, trying to make contact and network. Um, Broadway was trying to do the same thing, but just out of Orlando. So we would swap shows all the time. And eventually we just became really good friends. You know, they, they uh, they put on a great show. We were similar in music, and uh, a lot of it was a lot of the same fan demographic. So we just always uh, ended up playing shows together pretty frequently. And um, then uh, after that, after Pathway broke up, Broadway was still kind of like going a little bit. And I ended up moving out to Orlando and just hanging out with those guys all the time. And their guitar player Jack, who uh, is still one of my one of my best friends um, had an opportunity to go to a band called sleeping with sirens. Yeah. And Broadway was kind of like puttering out at the time. So he was like, Hey man, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take this opportunity. Um, I'm just not feeling the passion for Broadway anymore. Is it something that you feel like you would be willing to step into? And at the time, you know, I, I didn't really have anything going on. I was just like, playing guitar in my house by myself and I was like yeah absolutely man you know they were a little bit more established at the time than than we had been um so they gave me that opportunity and uh my buddy my best friend Sean was still in the band at that point so he put in the good word um I went out and tried out with the guys and they liked what they heard and I really dug it as well and after that we just kind of said let's go and just started touring and writing and the whole bit awesome
0: Been out it was perfect timing for you to step in
1: exactly um central florida was kind of like uh i don't know it was it was just a, a really crazy time for it because there was a lot of people that came out of it i mean there was uh you know the, the singer for my band path of the providence is now in uh Palisades, which is a National Touring Act, International Touring Act. Jack obviously is doing really well with Flipping the Siren. Uh the drummer for Broadway is now in Memphis, Mayfire. I mean, I think the most recognizable name who actually grew up in Palm Coast with all of us, you know, we always used to hang out, um, get into trouble together and just do dumb stuff and play and, play shows and stuff is uh Black Bear. So it was just a a crazy time, man. There was a lot of music and it was good and people just kept pushing and it got out. So I think it was just, like you said, make sure the right time, right place, right atmosphere. And yeah, that's it.
0: Awesome. So you did, you did Broadway for quite a while. Y'all put out how many, um, how many records, uh, there was three total.
1: There were three total. Yep. There was, uh, there was one that I guess is the most recognizable that came out in 2009 that one's kingdom. called kingdom right yep then there was uh the follow-up gentlemen's brawl that came out uh, a little bit later that and then um the me the singer and my buddy sean worked on the last record um and uh that was uh 2014 i think we recorded that one
0: gotcha all right, and that was the contexture, God's men, and infinite
1: cosmos, or it's a very long that's, name. That's it. It's a very long. name. Yeah, our name. singer's uh, <laughs> he's very, he's very into anime and comic books and sci-fi and things like that. So he's he's uh he's out there with his titles, but man, the guy's got pipes and he can write his ass off. So right. we were into it. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. And y'all also um. Something
0: I'm gonna to have to look up after this. Apparently, it says because I'm I'm cheating and reading Wikipedia. Uh, the band is also <laughs> known for their cover of the Lonely Island single "I'm on a Boat." That's right.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that shit out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's up on YouTube somewhere. It's actually I had no part in that. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, people like yeah, even even after I joined people were still asking for that song. It was, we were just like, man, you guys realize we kind of made that as a joke, right? Right. So it was kind of funny, but I, I guess people liked it, so whatever. Yeah,
0: cool. Sweet. So now Broadway came to an end uh, not too long ago, uh, just a few years. What was that like? You run, uh, you've run. you run the gamut. There's been some success. Um, what's that like, that feeling of knowing something is over or at least over for now i won't um what's that like when a band comes to an end oh
1: man it's like well i obviously music means a lot to me and you know so do the people that i i created with so those were my best friends you know and the fact that we wouldn't be able to create art together anymore was it was it hit me hard you know I think it hit all of us hard um but it was it was kind of like a motivating factor you know once I got a taste of like what actual touring could be like where you're not getting paid in pizza and not broke all the time and and seeing all these places that you never really thought you could go especially when it when you're just sitting in your room years before that playing guitar then it just kind of makes you, or at least me, it just made me work harder and try and try and expand my, my networking and, and try and, and write as much as I could and send it out as much as I could to, right. to hopefully land something reminiscent of that. Right. Which
0: leads us to what you're doing now on tour with the famous, or some could say infamous, Johnny Craig. <laughs> I just want to stop real quick and add a little piece here before moving forward in the conversation. We're about to discuss Johnny Craig, who was the singer of Slaves when this was recorded. He has since stepped down from the band. They have parted ways with him as he is choosing to focus on his health and sobriety, something that he has battled off and on for years now. So after talking with Felipe, it was decided to put a little excerpt in about what we're going to be discussing coming up here in the conversation, and instead of taking it out of the podcast altogether, he wanted it to be left in, and therefore I am keeping his wishes in doing so, but we just want to make sure that since this recording was made, everyone knows that Johnny Craig is no longer part of the band. Thank you. And now, on with the show. Um, Yes, sir. That man's got an insane voice, that's for sure that uh, it's just incredible. But uh, so you were in in the band Slaves. Uh, You play guitar for them. How,
1: how did that happen? So um, going back to the Pathway to Providence days, um, like I said, there was just uh, an insane scene in our town And it was, it wasn't even people that were just trying to do music. It was people that were just doing music, but they were good at it. So there was a, there was a bunch of bands filled with our friends that, uh, that we grew up with. And one of them being, uh, my friend Colin Vieira. And I've known him since middle school, probably, you know, we grew up, uh, kind of just hanging out in the same circle of friends, playing shows together and stuff. So, uh, fast forward to... 2012, 2013 he moves out to Sacramento and uh, Johnny happens to be there and he meets with him and they just really click and they decide they want to start a band together. So uh, they got the original iteration of slaves together in 2014. And then after that, fast forward to let's see 20 late 2015, early 2016, they had just lost their drummer and their guitar player. And Colin reached out to me because they were in the studio working on the latest album. And he said, yeah, we're just kind of like a short, we're kind of short a song or two. I was wondering if uh, if you had any tracks that you've been working on or whatever. And I had been recording a bunch and demoing them out with uh, my buddy Nick Burke. And so I said, yeah. So I sent him over a handful of songs. And, uh, they checked them out and they picked one and they ended up using it and liking it. Shortly after that, Colin hits me up and he goes, Hey man, would you be able to play these songs live with us? And I said, yes, absolutely. So before I know it, I'm flying out to Texas. We're practicing. And then we fly off for our first tour in Australia. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So they needed
0: some help finishing up the album this was going on to this would have been their uh second out or would it be uh third third album was what they need help on okay
1: yep uh-huh. yeah so they're they're in the studio with Eric Ron and uh just kind of like writing the album in the studio and yeah. uh there's only there's only a certain time allotted in the studio so it's kind of getting down to the wire so he reached out to me and i said of course man so i signed a couple songs they all really dug it and uh it ended up being on the record and that's kind of like that that was my foot in the door that's that's sick
0: and so they were really they they were originally looking for music it sounds like not necessarily knowing if that was going to be the guitar player and then they liked what you wrote so they asked you to perform it with them and next thing you know you're the You're a touring guitarist.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So they, uh, they didn't have a, it was just Johnny, uh, Weston, the guitar player and Colin at that point, the bass player. So once that album got done, they knew they needed to hit the road. So they found a drummer and they found, and they asked me to be the touring guitar player for, uh, for the Australia tour. So I did that. And then, um, they liked how I played and we all got along. So then they asked me to do the next American tour immediately after that things still were going well. So then they asked me to do the European tour and then it just kind of like evolved into, you know what, you're, you're no longer a touring musician. You're, you're just a, a, mem- a member of the band now. Nice. Yeah. So, Cause like
0: someone that would see you out locally here in St. Augustine at some of the shows when you were off the road, and check and be like, yeah, I'm still with Slaves. You know, that's really, that's kind of an inside look into how all that works. Uh, So you were, it was quite a few months where you were the touring guy, not the official member. So you've officially been announced as a member of the band. How long now?
1: Uh, Since the beginning of this year. We've, we've uh, We've done one tour prior to these these handfuls um and that was right as our album was dropping in february right. and that's when they told me they said hey man like let's not put off the inevitable you know we all get along and we like we like the way that you play so you're in and i was like sweet let's do it so leading up to is that the beautiful
0: death is that that's the newest one correct that's it yep yeah so leading up to beautiful death dropping you didn't know for sure you were going to be an
1: official like the official band member no 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 um i mean they were very clear in the very beginning that they wanted to try out a bunch of different guys you know like for drums as well as guitar you know just to kind of like weigh out their options so i said all right that's no problem i'm just dying to get back out there and what better way to do it than australia and new zealand right off the bat so (laughs) i did that and yeah so that was that was mind-blowing so um did that didn't really know where things were going to end up after that and then the next tour offer came and then the next tour offer came and then eventually it was just like all right guys what's the deal so right yeah that's when that's when things became official
0: that's awesome. So you were just along for the ride, enjoying being on the road, enjoying performing with a bunch of cool dudes on a a pretty big stage, and your your abilities and your per- and who you are as a person that just sounds like you know it paid off, and here you are now an official member uh, with one of the bigger bands in the post-hardcore
1: uh, rocket like hard rock scene. So. It's definitely, it's, it's the biggest thing I've been a part of for sure. So it's it's really, it's really cool to experience. And, you know, people, people can say what they want about, about Johnny. um, But, you know, I, anybody that knows me know that I'm, I'm a patient person, but I'm not a welcome mat, you know? So if he was as terrible as people say, then I would not still be doing this. The guy has a heart of gold. We got along really well. The other guys, one I grew up with and then the other guy, the other guitar player immediately clicked with. So it's a good group of dudes. So it feels really good. Yeah, that's
0: definitely awesome.
1: Uh, And that's the, that's
0: the thing, you know, like I know, I know you well enough to know you're a really cool guy and I don't see you hanging around people that aren't. So everyone's got their goods and their bads, especially in uh, rock and roll life. So uh, I think we, All should take your word for it. I know I would about working with someone that has that kind of publicity, especially past publicity. You get to shed a light, uh, you know, without airing any laundry, but just that positive of, listen, I know the guy, good heart, you know, he's a great guy. And that's why, I mean, you wouldn't be in the band if you didn't get along.
1: Exactly. You know, some of the stories we read are just like, they make him out to be this like monster that goes out there and does all these terrible things. And I, I have yet to see any of it and all these other guys are quality and they still stick with them. So I, you know, I am I'm along for the ride um, until the end because I believe in him and I believe in all the other guys as well. That's awesome. And that's gotta be a big part of it.
0: Even now you've done the, you did local, you've done big. Now you're doing really big. Uh, You've seen the bands and shows end and now you're back at, you're in another level. Uh, How would you, and obviously this is kind of a big question. So uh, I apologize in advance, but how would you try to explain to someone that the lifestyle, the highs and the lows of like a, living out a musician life?
1: Uh, well, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. You gotta be 100% sure that this is something you want to do. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. Even when you're going through what some people would consider a really good phase, you know, you're still living with the same people months out of a time. Um, so, you know, tensions can run high, of course. Um, you know, the money isn't always there. Um, and, and yeah, there's just a lot of hardships that go with it. But on the flip side of that coin, if it, if you know, it's what you want and you pursue it, then it's worth it because the things you get to see, the experiences you get to have, the people that you talk to, that your music is connected with. And when y- when you, you talk to your bandmates and everything's just flowing smoothly, it's, it's all worth it. It it outweighs the cons tenfold. Awesome. All right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think anyone that follows music as they get older, if they're real fans, they know that it's not an easy lifestyle, no matter how nice it looks, you know, on TV and in the magazines, uh, You know, if you're paying attention, you know, people go through struggles. So I know it can't be, it can't be easy, but like you said, worth it. Uh, So that brings me kind of near the end of uh, just the whole idea. Like I had been telling you before we hit record, uh, making this like the conversations I'm having with people that are really, in my opinion, living out their passion. I mean, you just talked about starting at 11 years old, you know, liking music and now here you are you're how old go ahead and say it it's okay oh man i'm 28 you're gonna call me out like that hey you're 28 i'm 36 so i don't want to hear it i'm 36 <laughs> you you <laughs> have been places i have never seen on a map so i don't want to hear it
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but it's just that you know from an early age you found this is your passion uh And you've been able to stay motivated through band breakups, through um, all these different things. And you've been able, like we said, you're in the right place at the right time. But it's because you've put yourself there. Um, What does living, how, how do you do it? How do you follow such a passion, like you said, when the money's not really there, when a band breaks up and you're like, oh, well, I could get a quote unquote real job and give this up or I could keep pushing music while I'm living like with roommates or living back at my family's, you know, house. Uh, What keeps you doing it? What keeps you living
1: onward in this direction? Honestly, man, I think it's, you know, you got to supplement, obviously. Um, It takes a lot to get to a place where you're, you're able to pay the bills and live comfortably with music. um, And it takes a lot of hard work, but, when you're not doing that and when you haven't achieved that if you have the right drive and it's tenacious enough then it's it's a restless feeling and you can't shake it and i i don't know any other way to describe it you just it's all you think about you know you you practice you try to meet up with people you write you record you do everything you can to stay involved in music and you know you just got to every day just work at it and eventually Something's going to break. I don't know at what level of success or I don't know at what level of, of, uh, gratification, but something will happen. Just got to yeah. stay with it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, and I like what you said about, you just can't shake it. I hear people talk about things like that. And then, uh, then there's some, you know, that they come to a place where they say, all right, I, I did I knew it was time to end. uh, So uh, obviously you're not at that type of point. Do you see yourself ever really come into a place where you would be able to say, I've done everything I want to do in music. Now it's time to put down the instrument. Or do you see yourself uh, someone that's just going to keep doing this uh, on and on and not, and this, like the next stage in
1: your life is just another version of music. I mean, I know I'm never going to stop playing. I know that for right. a fact. I'm always going to have music around. I'm always going to have a couple of guitars lying around. I'm always going to try and meet up with people and write and and do what I can, as far as like the whole touring thing and you know, the flights and flying out to record and and being gone for months at a time. i I really can't answer that yet because yeah. I, I haven't gotten to that point. I've met people on both sides of the fence. You know, we're on tour with CKY right now and those guys all got families and wives and, you know, the drummer has four kids back at home and he's been doing it for 20 plus years and he's not tired of it. He still loves it. Right. But then I've met guys that just just got into a relationship for two months and they already want to give up on music just to get back to their girlfriend. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. I uh, I definitely... I don't see myself stopping touring anytime soon, but if I, if I get to that point where I have to make real adult decisions or my life doesn't depend on just my own actions anymore, you know, like having a, a child or something like that, then I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But as of right now, um, I'm, doing what, I'm doing what I love and I feel good about it and that's good enough for me. Yeah, man.
0: Well, you definitely seem, you're definitely living it out. That's awesome. I mean, there's not many people I know by name. Well, I don't know that many people, but <laughs> there's not that many people. I know, even in, even in that uh, grouping, there's not that many people I know uh, doing what you're doing at the level you're doing
1: it. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, so, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you so man. much. Man. I just, I just got lucky, man. There's, you know, being from St. Augustine, there's, so many talented people around every corner you know it's just being at the right place at the right time but honestly i've i've seen some musicians in saint augustine or palm coast or wherever and be performing at a small coffee shop that i know for a fact could outplay me any day of the week or out sing even johnny you know it's just it's just a matter of timing but it uh it'll pay off you know for for anyone that, that keeps going, for sure. Right.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a lot of it, and that's kind of what you know. I'm trying to talk with people about just that moving, that momentum to keep going, and like you said, that passion that you just can't shake it. You know, Broadway ended. You, I mean, you could have stopped if you had not have been demoing music already, writing music already. You wouldn't have had anything to send out uh, to Johnny and the guys. You know, so uh, exactly your work ethic and your drive pays a lot it doesn't matter if you're in the right place at the right time if you don't have the right ability or the right work ethic so it's a whole package deal that you definitely seem to
1: have absolutely man any everybody's just got to keep working on their portfolio and that's just kind of like a that's just a general rule of life if you want to succeed in anything you know just Mm -hmm. never stop at it
0: hardcore i think you um the music that you all create has definitely kind of Blurs the lines there, especially with his voice, and also. But uh, just keep rocking and uh, everything you've said about following your passions and not giving up. Um, that sounds awesome. I think that's what people need to uh, try to live for more, uh, figuring out how to hold on to it, uh, what it is that they love. On um, um, the whole idea with living onward, uh, life onward. Uh, You know, that's the life I'm experiencing myself. Then what I see people like you doing uh, is that the people that don't seem to be going for it, that do put it aside when they said um, or when they live out kind of like what you were saying, where you can't shake it. uh, There seems to be some unhappiness there. Uh, I mean, just think about if you still had that same desire to play music and you were picking up the guitar maybe once or twice a month because you were you had told yourself all right
1: that's past i'm
0: not doing that anymore
1: yeah i don't i don't even want to think about it <laughs> yeah i mean honestly yeah i mean um so i think
0: that's another big part of this uh, being able to live it out is uh the people that don't uh, you know that w- when you really can't shake it and you try to push it aside uh that just to me that just makes life harder uh yeah we all have responsibilities like you said you don't know what'll happen later in life if you have other people that rely on you but uh just keep from now just uh keep doing what you're doing it sounds awesome and i'm hoping i hope some other people uh can realize what it is to live that way and that type of passion that you have and like follow it out just give us a rundown real quick uh sl- the album out right now again is
1: the album right now that's out is The Beautiful Death, and that was released this year, February. Um, 10 tracks produced by Eric Ron. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's got some, uh, very, very catchy hooks, very cool dynamics instrumentally. So check it out. Give it a listen. Um, we're on tour right now with CKY, and, uh, we have about another week and a half left of that. And then we jump right into another tour with uh, Escape the State. And then we have, uh, we have some time off. And then starting the new year, we are writing new music and doing more international touring. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And Slaves is on all the, the inter, interweb social media sites. So everyone should go find you guys. You're on Facebook. You got the website at slaves.com or
1: Slavesband.com. There's actually another band called slaves from the UK. So make sure it's not them. Yeah. Look for the red haired singer.
0: Right. Red haired singer. That's slavesband.com. And then you're all over Facebook. I've seen some stuff. I believe on Insta and everywhere else too. So, uh,
1: absolutely. Twitter, Instagram. I think we might even have a Tumblr out there. Pretty much if, if, uh, if it's relevant, we probably got an account on it.
0: You can be found. And then all of the streaming sites that everyone knows, loves, and hates, you can find Slaves on there also. This will be up soon, I hope, so you can inspire your fans and listeners uh, on what it is to live out your passion and not give up, dude. So thank you so much for your time. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, man. This was a blast. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. Have fun in Texas. I'm going to uh, stick where I'm near the ocean all the time and can cool off. But I don't blame you. You're rocking stages, so it's a give and take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I uh, I truly appreciate you reaching out and uh, us having this discussion. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to uh, hearing the podcast and seeing where you take that. And obviously the articles and stuff, you know, keep doing you, man. You're killing it
0: thank you sir i'll I'll take that all right man. You have a good night.
1: you too bud later.
0: I cannot thank Felipe Sanchez enough for giving up of his time while on tour many months ago to be the first guinea pig in this Life Onward podcast endeavor. He knew very much what he was getting into, and he still agreed to do it, so I'm very thankful for that. I'm sorry it took so long to get this out, but I'm glad it has finally hit the airwaves for he has a great story, one of amazing hard work, And following a passion, which is what we're all about here. It's what I'm trying to share in this podcast and in these conversations. He's definitely got some lessons that you all can learn from and some truths that we all need to take if we want to pursue anything in life, whether it's art A dream, just a next step, whatever it may be, it's going to take some work and it's going to take some commitment. And he has that. It also takes working with others. And I think you can tell from listening to him that he knows how to work with people, not just to get by, but to how to truly invest in others. And he definitely think he shows that. And he definitely has embodied that in my time of knowing him. So without further ado, We're going to sign off, but before that, just a reminder, listen to Slaves. They're really, really good. You can follow Felipe. You can look for him in the band and on the internet, all those amazing, wonderful, horrible, whatever you want to call them, social media sites. And also keep following us here at Life Onward as we have more coming up. Until then, remember to always listen and heed the advice of Shea Bernie. You do belong. You do exist. At least for now.